Views expressed on this program are those of the sponsors and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment Advisor Representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Indices mentioned are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. Asset allocation and diversification strategies cannot assure profit or protect against loss. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Capital Retirement Strategies and Cambridge Investment Research are not affiliated. All right, welcome to Plan for Life Now, episode number 69. Dave, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Hanging in there. There might be a lawnmower uh, sound in the background. That's all right. Don't worry about it. We will forgive lawnmowers. We'll forgive your dog, Oshi, if he happens to to bark and run in the background. Oshi has been amazing during these podcasts, actually. It's almost like Oshi knows not to do... Oshi's thing during the podcast, but that's totally determined by other dogs that are walking by the window at the time. So, and let let me guess, his thing is to bark his head off at any other dogs that walk by. Close. His thing is to bark his head off at other dogs while jumping, literally jumping up and down into the windowsill, ah. dying. Really, just craving a dog play date. It's somewhat <laughs> sad during coronavirus, but. Yeah, well, my dog... We don't have time in this podcast. That's for our other doggy podcast, which I'm sure there are some of those out there, too. Oh, are you kidding me? There's podcasts for everything. Um, all right. So here we are. It is... Um, we're recording this. It's July 17th. And I, I don't feel like we can do any of these podcasts in the coronavirus era without giving a little bit of a snapshot of everything that's gone on. I do feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit every podcast, but here's the whole roadmap of everything that's happened so far this year. Stock market peaked out February 19th. Uh, stock market declined. I'm talking about S&P 500. Just a little shy of 34% between February 19th and March 23rd. March 23rd uh, to now, depending on what day we're talking about, we're up basically about 40%. And, you know, there's a lot of discussion right now as to why are the markets up so much when we're reporting new record highs of coronavirus cases um, every day. There's a lot of states that had loosened up restrictions, going back into more restrictive practices. Why is the market doing this? Um, I even saw this poll the other day. I think I sent it to you, Dave. And uh, the the poll among people was 60% of the people think it's the Federal Reserve. So the Federal Reserve basically saying, we're going to backstop the market. We're going to do whatever it takes to help people out. 30% of people thought it's a bubble, which you know is another way of saying it's unjustified. <laughs> you know, The market's up this much, but it's not going to stay there. Uh, and then I think the smattering of other people thought it was vaccine hopes or things like that. Um, you know, I, I think it's primarily the Fed. I think most people would agree, but it's probably a combination of all those things. I mean, 
you know, is it gotten a little ahead of itself? Maybe, but who's to say? You know, we're not going to sit here and try to predict that. Right. But I wanted to just touch on, I mean, my feeling is, and I don't know how it correlates directly to this thought, but it does. It will in the long haul. My feeling is we're just in for a, we're just sort of like uh, pack your bags for a long trip to Coronaville. Yeah. Um, with like today, I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, but today there's seventy thousand new cases. I mean, yep. at the height of New York's thing, it was thirty thousand in the country, whatever. Seventy thousand today. Um, this isn't, and this is the first wave continuing. It, it didn't disappear in the summer because of the heat. I know. Uh, we were hoping for that. Yeah. Okay. So. Schools opening or not opening, come on. Whatever's going to happen, it's going to be mired. Kids going back to college, yeah, right. And uh, football games, sure. Huh. I'm sure that Alabama-Auburn game is going to go well down there, 90,000 people. No. So we're <laughs> we're in this thing for the long haul, and I'm sort of – yeah, I guess I am sort of bearish. Just to think that the stock market is going to reach brand-new all-time highs and just go up like that with the economy, the real economy, at very best, muddling, but at very worst, having some issues as we get out of some of these, you know, stimuluses. Yeah. I'm not a, a big buyer of that, but I am sort of like thinking, I was I was telling you this before we did the podcast. I, I looked at, I felt like sports is I know it has nothing to do with your money, really, but when sports ended, that was like a signal that, oh, my God, like the NBA shut down their season on March 11th. And I know the two aren't totally connected, but on that day, the S&P was down 10% in one day. (laughs) Um, To me, it was a realization. You know what? The NBA shutting down their season, this is real now. A friend of mine said, he said, you know how much those guys like money, and if they're shutting down the season, it's got to be bad. It's exactly. And then, and where are we with sports? When you think about, yes, we know baseball's trying to come back for a thirty-game season or whatever, sixty game. The NFL says they're going to play, but you know now there might be delays in training camp and this and that. You're, the, the, they, some of these people say they're going to be fans in the stadium. I don't know who's believing that. I don't know who in the world is believing that. I'm not. Um, College football, college campus. When, as sports is not sports, I think that's just a sign that we're just this is going on and on. When sports actually start to return, you know, really return, (laughs) that's when you'll see maybe you know the light at the end of the tunnel. But. You know, people can be as bullish as they want. At some point, real businesses, real economy, real people with jobs, real people not worrying about their money, real people going out to restaurants and going on vacations and getting on a plane. Yeah. At some point, that is going to be, I think that's going to be seen in the stock market at least a little bit. And and like anything else, as we always say, we are humbled by the markets because we never know. I can go through that whole thing that might make sense to you, made sense to me. It might not be reflected at all yeah. in this comeback. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. you know, always always, you know, have an eye on what's really going on. And be hopeful, but 
pragmatic at the same time. All right. So I don't want to take the whole time entirely focused on coronavirus, although it, you know, it certainly shades everything that we talk about. But one of the impacts, and we've talked about this, frankly, for the last decade plus, but it's rearing its head again. Um, it, you know, we talk about the Federal Reserve cutting interest rates. And sure, that's great for, for businesses to borrow money and it's supposed to pump liquidity into the system and people can refi and that's great. But the, the side effect of this, and we of course saw this after the financial crisis, is that savers, people saving money into safe investments really get hurt. And it, what this leads to ultimately are people stretching for yield. You know, stretching for yield is, is the nice term that we use in the industry. And it basically means, well, I would have gone in a nice safe CD, but I'm not getting enough return, so I'm going to go for something a little riskier. And the person who would have gone for a corporate bond is going to go a little riskier. Um, so this is article, Dave, that you sent me a week or two ago. And it's talking about money market yields have fallen 90% since right. the Fed began cutting rates. Um, and I, I thought this was interesting. I'd never heard, I mean, obviously I knew that money market rates had gone down. I mean, we all have, uh, you know, high yield savings accounts where we get excited about getting half a percent instead of a quarter of a percent. Um, but I, the author in this article, he talked to this guy who runs Peter Crane, who runs the Crane 100. And the Crane 100 basically gives you the, the yield on a hundred major money market funds. Yeah. Uh, so February 29th, the yield was 1.41%. As of June 30th, it was down to 0.11%. Wow. Which is pretty wow. terrible. Yeah, you weren't making a fortune with the 1.4. Oh, I the mean, it's amazing. Well, again, <clears throat> I know on our list of things of why the market's doing well, one is simply there's no other place to put your money. Yep. To make any money. Yeah, no, and that's that's exactly what happens is that people say, well, you know, if I could have gotten 1.4 or maybe even 2%, gosh, I'd be thrilled, but 0.11, that's not going to work for me. And then they buy into slightly riskier securities. So everyone's stretching a little bit, and this goes from individual investors to pensions and big endowments. Um, you know, these pension funds and big endowments, They've got to make these numbers where they've assumed they're going to get five or six percent return, and they have to keep a certain amount of money, uh, you know, in some of these safer things. So it does lead them to stretching for yield. Yeah, I think um, from from our point of view, which is our clients and what we do in capital retirement strategies, it's so important to put a plan together. It's always important. You could say now is an important time, obviously, with coronavirus, and you're putting together a plan for your retirement or for living off your money. But, you know, it was before it was a good time to do it because you never knew that this COVID-19 was going to happen. Now is a good time to do it. Anytime is an important time to plan because we have to plan for income, and we have to be aware of of things like you're not making any money on the safe stuff. Yeah. You have to have a game plan for that. You know, these are arguments you start to look into. You have your Social Security, and then what else do you have for those of you who don't have a pension? Well, you have Social Security. It's a, a big chunk of your guaranteed income, the biggest chunk. 
And then how else are you organizing these things? When you use annuities to do this, those annuities work a lot better when you've planned it out. When you say, I'm putting together this vehicle now when I'm 60 or 61 to be tapped into when I'm 66. It just yeah. works with professional advice. It works better that way. It well, works better to plan out because you don't want to be in a position now where I'm, I need to live off my bank account and my bank account's making point whatever, one 1%, which means, you know, I, I, I didn't do the planning and now there are no options except for high risk. And when you're withdrawing money and then you're in a high risk scenario, you're in a, in a dangerous scenario. Um. So I was actually thinking of something as we were doing this. I didn't think of this ahead of time, but, you know, I'm mentioning all these endowments and, and pensions and things like that. But another impact of these low interest rates is the impact on insurance companies. Um, and we've seen this, like I said, over the last decade or so, where insurance companies are assuming that they can get certain yields on bonds. Um, and I know it's infe- affected long-term care insurance pricing a little bit. Um, and it certainly affects annuity pricing as well because they have to assume, you know, I've, I've heard this from a lot of companies, we've got to be able to get 2% on the 10-year government bond or we can't make these products work. Um, so, I mean, this has a trickle-down effect that, that impacts things across the, across the board here. Yeah, well, they'll make them work. They'll just make them work for more cost. Yeah, of course. <laughs> more cost, less benefits. Right. Um all right. One other thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, looking forward to the future. You know, we've talked about how uncertain things are. Um, you know, who knows if the stock market's priced correctly. Um, Goldman Sachs came out with a prediction for the next 10 years. Um, and Goldman Sachs, you know, on Wall Street, they're always considered to be, you know, some of the smartest guys out there. Um, and it doesn't by any means mean that they're infallible, but people tend to pay attention so Goldman Sachs said that they expect over the next 10 years for the stock market to average a return of 6%. Um, and they really broke all of this down and they break this down into, you know, what is the valuation of stocks right now, meaning the price you're paying for earnings, um, what dividend yields and dividend growth are, are you experiencing or expecting. And by the way, on that point there, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but when we talk about declining yields on money market accounts, what about declining yields on dividend payments? You know, I, I know we tried to book old man dividend for the show today and couldn't get him. Uh, he's too busy, but I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know the dividends are way down this year. Um, so people who, who often will tell us, well, I'll get my dividends no matter what. Right. And not always going to happen. Yeah. My, again, our dividends are a great thing to have. It's nice to have there. It's a steady, most of the time kind of thing. Our biggest issue with it is when you need a guaranteed income, as we're doing an income plan for the rest of your life, they're not guaranteed. Yeah. There's not, it's not a stable thing that we can predict year from year. It seems like that when times are good, but when you have the Great Recession era and now the COVID-19 era and whatever era is going to come down the pike, during those times, it's it's not stable enough to be able to just 100% count on for your for your income needs. And 
Yep. I, I don't know what to tell you, Steve, except that you and I were preaching to each other. Yeah. <laughs> our own wow. Hopefully some. Strategies pro, uh, choir. But ultimately, you know what we do for ourselves, what we do for our clients. I mean, I'm, I'm closer to the age of our clients than you by a long shot, but I like to have things for my future that I know are coming in. Yeah. You know, and now, well, you can't count on Social Security. Well, pretty sure the government's not going to collapse and these politicians want to win elections and they're not going to get rid of Social Security. So I feel confident on Social Security. And when we put together income plans, we, you know, we like to put in things that are extremely tangible that we can say at X time, you're going to have this amount or maybe more coming in from this bucket of money from this, right? you know, and, and that way if we can have our buckets of money be most of our expenses, then we'll, we'll do fine with the rest of our retirement assets, be able to take a small percentage off of them to fill out the rest and not have to react. You, reacting nowadays is reacting was better when CD, when interest rates were higher. A lot of, you know, not great for refinancing back in the 80s, great for your CDs. Right. Reacting now, reacting to the events for retirement planning is extremely dangerous. Absolutely. You don't, you don't want to have your plan contingent upon making the right reaction at the right time. That's, that's dangerous. But coming back to, to Goldman Sachs's forecast here, you know, why do I think this is a big deal? They're predicting 6%. Let's do some basic math here. If you've got a 60-40 portfolio and you're getting 6% on your stock portion of your portfolio and, you know, what's the safe assumption for the bond portion? Maybe 2% or so. Um, you're talking about a balanced return in the 4.5% range. Um that is a considerable difference from the historical averages where people have often assumed, well, balanced portfolio will get me seven or eight percent return. Um, you know, it's also a considerable difference from the last 10 years. Yeah. I mean, the last 10 years, the S&P 500 is, uh, has averaged 13, 14 percent per year and, you know, bonds probably three or four percent, but you're just not going to get that. Well, I should never say you're not. Who knows? <laughs> but I, I think it's unlikely. <laughs> right. If your prediction correct. is correct, you're not going to get it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's like like we always say, this goes back to why we do the planning in the first place. Is you've got to be ready for lousy stock market returns for a decade. Okay, we can handle that. Doesn't look as good, but we can handle that. Great stock market return. Okay, we get to participate in some of that. So your plan has to be able to adapt to all of that. Right. It's funny that every one of these podcasts comes back to the title of the show, Plan for Life Now. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, tell us about the webinar that's coming up. I'm hoping that this podcast can get out Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. So hopefully when you're listening to this, you have at least a day's notice before our webinar. Yeah, and that is, okay, so the webinar is Thursday, or you missed it already. It was Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's uh, uh, Thursday, the 23rd of July. We're going to have this. Aren't we going to record these and have them of course, yeah. instant on demand? So it doesn't matter. You and I were worrying about getting this podcast out before. It doesn't really matter. 
But it's Thursday, and if you want to watch it live, it's at 1 and 6. We're doing two sessions. Yeah. This is like Broadway, but wow. <laughs> not. But anyway, so we're doing a 1 and 6, and this one, this one. Are the tickets, are, to, but, Dave, are the tickets a little cheaper for the matinee, or? The tickets are a no. little cheaper for the matinee. It's amazing that we are, I believe, 20%, only 20% lower than Hamilton tickets at their peak. <laughs> That's surprising that people would be interested. No, but so this, this, we're trying to do a different sort of variation or topic every webinar that we do. This one is, uh, I believe, cause I'm not staring at it. This is why we need to prep for this thing, Steve. I believe that it is entitled the five keys to retirement planning during a pandemic. So this will... is going to be going over sort of a checklist of our retirement planning keys, taking into account the pandemic. But quite frankly, these are things that are just have been proven true, and, and COVID-19 right. has made it even more true. So here it is, word for word, but I think you got the gist. Five key considerations when planning for retirement during a pandemic. We try to keep the title nice and short. It's easier for clickbait. <laughs> Apparently not. Um, so I, I will include a link here. If you want to sign up, you're always welcome to, um, to, to check in and listen. But like we said, if you can't make it, the time's no good. Or if you're listening to this after we've already done it, um, then you can click on that link and just watch a replay there as well. And, and this is another huge part of this webinar. This will be the first time I've worn a tie in, I think, four or five months. <laughs> I did wear one for the last webinar, but other than that, that's the only time. All right. Thank you for, for listening, and hopefully we will see you on the webinar. We, you know, we always have to do that awkward act of juggling, talking into the camera where you can't get any real feedback. And then I try to look at the chat box where, you know, people are asking questions and things like that. So. If you're uh, if you're on there, say hello. Drop a question in there, and we'll try to respond to it. Yep. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.